the Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right, welcome back to the Missional Life Podcast. We are excited to have Brian and Tammy Weisweaver today, owners of Be Present Studios, a multi-site health and wellness studio that offers bar classes, personal training, and wellness coaching. In addition to that, Tammy is the author of I Am Listening, a 40-day devotional journey journal on hearing God. Welcome, Brian and Tammy. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hello. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. We're really excited to have this conversation and just hear all of you guys, all that you guys have to share. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit about Be Present. Tell us, how did God first start putting that into your heart? And tell us a little bit about the significance of the name Be Present Studios. Sure. That is quite the loaded question. So I was a school teacher when the passion for health and wellness, it had always been there. Um, but I found myself increasingly doing Pilates at, at the counting chart and yoga in the hallways and, you know, trying to do all these fun things and the kids loved it. However, I was really not excited about teaching, reading and math and things like that. And so I was just spending quite a bit of time in prayer. And honestly, I felt guilty for my passion for for, for the body and for fitness, because I was believing this lie that being a kindergarten teacher was like the, like above all end all be all thing. And I felt guilty. I felt guilty that I wanted to, to possibly leave the kindergarten classroom to lead fitness classes. And I, I did not have any role models in this. I did not uh, hear any encouragement. In fact, when I did start talking about this idea of um, doing something more in health and wellness, I was met with quite a bit of resistance and things like you would leave these children to help women with their flabby arms. That's the kind <laughs> of stuff that I was met with. So um, wow. it definitely took a lot of clinging to the Lord and, um, and truly, honestly, getting down on my knees one day, it was at the end of a school year. And I had just finished working out at a gym that I belonged to. And everyone had left. It was just me and my foam roller and God. And I asked him, I said, Lord, you can do anything. Take this desire away from me if this is not what you want for me. And I firmly heard from him. He said, be who I made you, who mm -hmm. I made you is enough. And I went home and told my sweetheart and he was so encouraging and so supportive. And so I, I didn't actually have something lined up, but I quit that job uh, with the intention of taking a year of sabbatical and looking into doing things with fitness. Now I had many certifications in fitness. I just never had the courage to actually do something with it. So it ended up being this most beautiful thing where Be Present Studio started as a small group, a church small group in our home. And we would do 45 minutes of Bible study and 45 minutes of a workout. And it just became this thing where through word of mouth and ultimately through social, uh, social media, Facebook had kind of just started taking off and people were commenting about how great they felt and how great the workouts were and how much they love working out with me. So people just started saying, Hey, I want to work out with you. Do I have to go to your church? 
And that is how Be Present Studio was born. It was born in the basement of our home and the name. Oh, remember that? So we'd had people coming for about four months before it actually had a name. And, um, you know, the thing to do back then was to give it your own name. Like it was, it would be like Tammy Weiss, we fitness. That's what was all the rage. Everyone was doing like their name fitness. And that just didn't feel right to me. And Brian said too, like, no, we want to create something that's going to live far beyond. Like when you're gone, when I'm gone, we want this to keep living and thriving. And, you know, I just, nothing felt right. That was like, about your arms or your stomach or none of those things felt right. But the thing that in those months that I'd been leading these women was that when I was teaching them, I was sharing, I was sharing real life stories. I was sharing struggles. I was sharing things and they were magnetized by that. They were enthralled by that, that realness, that vulnerability, the fact that this was a place where we were going to work out, but we were going to be welcome and real just as we are. And that being present, that not being stuck in the past and not being stressed out about the future, but that truly being present, I discovered that it was a challenge for more people, not just me. And so I thought, okay, be present where we all get to come and we get to like accept this challenge of being here now, not just for this workout, but so that this would be a practice that we would develop so that when we leave these four walls of the studio, we would be able to implement this new way of of being that we're cultivating in our everyday life and other in our relationships with our families. And um, yeah, so that's where it all came from. Wow. I love that so much. Just the whole story of the name. I love how, despite the discouragement that you got from some people that you sought what God had to say first and foremost, and that he answered, you know, but you spent time with them. It wasn't like a one day instantaneous process. you spent time in the word in prayer you know, and Brian was supportive. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. There's so much there. I think that again, you know, a couple points that, you know, when we, when we try to move into what God has for us, he begins to kind of, you know, move us into something. He speaks to our heart. Like the enemy will so many times want to, uh, to oppose us with guilt and shame. And you said you kind of started feeling that from some of your, you know, your coworkers and other people, and that, wow, you would actually leave these children and go do something else. And, and so immediately there's, there is this barrier and this kind of opposition. And I love how you kind of push through that because, you know, the enemy wants to, he wants to discourage us. He wants to keep us back away from those things that God wants to move us into. And I love how you, you persevered and you got in unity You made sure that, you know, it was God. And then you moved on. And, um, that's so powerful. And I love how, uh, you were also thinking about legacy. I, I th- think so many times that, you know, we, we start something and we don't think about the kind of the longer term. You, you we're just thinking about day by day or kind of a week. And you were thinking, how can we do this that, that lasts beyond us? And I think we need to start thinking that way as Christians. How do we, how do we do things that create legacy? And I think, again, being willing to start small. So many of us want to move into the big things that God has for us. And and starting in a basement is, is, is okay. And, and oftentimes that is God because God says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. And uh, so I think there's just so much there that you guys um, started off on the right foot. And it's so amazing to see the success and the way that God is, uh, is using you. Um, so when people are 
are kind of working with you. They're working on their physical body. And as Christians, we know that we're, we're, we're body, soul, and spirit, right? Um, as they're working on their, on their body, are they, are they more open to kind of changing their emotions and their spirit as well? Can you speak to that? Yes, absolutely. They are. And it's been so fun to see that um, because we are interconnected because this is all interconnected. So, I mean, if you get your body going like that changes, that just can change the state of your mind. So already we have that on our side because someone can come and be totally frustrated or they've had a really, really horrible day or they're, they're going through a hard time and it's not going to end that day. It's not going to end in that one hour class. It, but we can actually help to help them to renew their mind. And in fact, that's our mission statement is challenging bodies, renewing minds and refreshing souls one sweat at a time. And we say that in class and we, we ask them as your mind being renewed. And, um, you know, part of the joy of being an instructor is that we get a microphone and we get to talk for 45 minutes to an hour and we get to share life life. I mean, speak truth, speak life. I mean, I get to take what I know is scripture. I don't necessarily give it that name for them, but I, I speak truth over them. I speak scripture mm -hmm. over them. And I pray before every single one of my classes and I pray over our team and we have seen, and we have heard, and we have witnessed so many shackles that have been broken. We've seen mm -hmm. generational curses that have ended through their time at the studio. Wow, that's so good. I just, especially for women, there's so much negative, negativity, negative voices, you know, outside of places like that, where you hear words of life. That's sadly not common. <laughs> it's right. quite the opposite. So the fact that you're able to do that is just such a gift. And that's amazing. Yeah, one of the things that we find often, guys, um, I do a, a fair amount on the back end of the business. And so we get a lot of emails sharing about maybe a miscarriage that somebody is going through. Mm -hmm. We get emails and conversations about a divorce or something just catastrophic um, that's happening in somebody's life. And, you know, I always wonder, and, you know, we talk with our team about this. Do you think many other fitness studios are getting emails from people saying, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, you know, mm -hmm. I just had a miscarriage or my husband and I are in the midst of a divorce or, you know, whatever that might be. And I think a lot of that boils down to one simple thing that, you know, the heartbeat of our team is that we care about, people and people sense that they see it they see us put it into action um we walk it out we talk it out and so when they're going through a difficult time um we oftentimes get invited into that which is such a beautiful and powerful invitation as i suspect i guess i don't really know but i, I just would think that probably most fitness institutions and centers would have no idea when their people are going through, you know, a difficult time. Wow, that's so good. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a really great saying, and I can't, I'm going to not get it completely right, but, you know, people really don't care about you until they know that you care, essentially. And, you know, and I think when you are present, as you be present with the, with your 
with your clients, but it, with, with your friends, with your, with the people that you're serving, uh, people sense that they sense that you're there not to just coach them, not to just, you know, to spend 45 minutes of, and sweat hard with them and to work their body and get them into the best shape of their life. But they sense that, you know, that, that because you do pray and you do desire to have those sorts of relationships and, and, you know, God, like it or not, people sense the spirit of God. They don't know what exactly it is, but they, there is something different when people walk into businesses mm -hmm. that where God, you know, orchestrates and administrates and leads that business. People sense that. And I think that's just so amazing to hear that you, um, you do that. And we, we hear that the, we know that the life of that, we know that as Christians, life and death are in the, are the power of the tongue and that you're speaking life over your clients, over your, the people that come in every day. And, and that's making impacts. And there, you know, there's so much power in the tongue and, and I love how that you are able to pray with people and you're, you know, people are coming to you with those issues and, and it gives you that platform to speak into your life. Do you have any stories or do you have any kind of experiences um, with people that you'd like to share? Yeah, I we mean, have a lot we could share. Several, sure. a couple right off the top of my head, and then please, sweetheart, you share too. Um, we've been invited in, in, into a lot of miscarriage type stories, mm. um, which is always interesting because we don't have kids. We're not parents at this point in time, but um, it's a story that people invite us into. And we are so honored to be able to walk alongside people, you know, who are going through um, those types of things. Uh, what we've learned is that oftentimes we as people just get so busy and so self-consumed um, that we forget that people that are in our periphery and in our community, they're hurting, they're, they're going through a hard time, but we can't see it oftentimes because, you know, we get so self-absorbed. And so we've been invited into numerous miscarriages where we just sat and just sat with people and, and had dinner with them and listened to them and asked them questions and just loved on them and didn't feel like we needed to come up with a solution to the problem. That's not what people invited us in for. Um, you know, again, I think it boils back to they knew we cared about them. So they wanted us to be a part of that process. And the cool thing about that guys is that we had numerous opportunities to listen, to love on people, to be a friend to them, but also to pray with them and just to remind them of what is true. You know, their reality is they were just dealing with a death, but we know that God is the giver of life, not of death. And so, you know, to be able to remind them of that and maybe see a little bit different, you know, what could be further down the road and just to inject some good godly hope back into them. Um, and when we fast forward that story in many of these stories, they ended up getting pregnant sometimes with twins um, wow. and, and, you know, ended up having, you know, two kiddos. And so we just were so honored to be able to walk alongside so many different couples who've had numerous miscarriages, got to spend time praying over them and boom, yeah. lo and behold, God just, you know, they were just blessed and mm -hmm. had kiddos and it's so cool to see that. Yeah. It's been amazing just to truly too. there was this one miscarriage in particular where we asked her, like, have you visualized yourself actually visualized yourself 
pregnant? Have you seen yourself as carrying a child? And she was like, that is a really good question. And no, I actually haven't. And so just kind of helped with some like guided visualizations and prayers and things to do. And, and something that God led me to was to start leading small groups that I opened up to the studio that I had at the studio. And it would not be uncommon to have a Monday night where there would be 130 women gathered for small group to do Bible study at the studio. So that was uh, a really special season. Um, I'm not doing that right now. COVID kind of changed certain things and being in a few different locations makes it look a little different. Um, But, you know, a story, something that I would speak to is that I have a lens. So I have a recovered um, eating disorder and body image issues. And that is a key thing that many women that come through our doors struggle with. And I can hear it in their language, in the way that they berate themselves in the way that they should on themselves of how they should weigh and what they should mm-hmm. look like. And, you know, all of the stuff that they've been fed by media, society, you know, all of maybe their mom, right? And, uh, excuse me, the Lord has led me to some just beautiful spaces where I've been able to walk one-on-one. I'm right now, I'm meeting with a woman one-on-one every, every week we get together and uh, we're doing it virtually right now, but it has been so powerful and getting to see um, that very much is it's a, okay, can we, we're going to start with prayer and we pray and we invite God in and. Um, yeah, it's, and honestly, just getting to lead people to the Lord. There's been quite a few times where people come in for a workout that they don't know, like what they're going to be met with. They come in for a workout (laughs) and then it's like, Whoa, like this is a great workout, but there's something else going on. And that's one thing that's beautiful about having social media is then we can become friends. And then they see like, Oh, at the studio, I'm, I'm, you know, get leading them in sweat, but then now I'm sharing this Bible study and now I'm sharing the stuff about my marriage. And so a lot of people reach out to us about marriage too, whatever we are willing to be vulnerable in and share those parts of our testimony. Those are the things that people reach out asking for help on or sharing their, their trauma that they're going through or that they've gone through in the past. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we know in scripture that God says that, you know, we go through things and we, when we go through things, we can help other people go through things as well. And so not that God causes those things to happen, but when we do do, go through those things, then he, you know, he can use those and, and use those testimonies and, you know, bless other people. And we just have to be open about sharing our story. So many times, you know, that shame and that guilt and, you know, that fear of rejection causes us to want to hide some of those things or those failures or those past challenges. And, uh, and really God w- wants to, to use those. Not, it's not to his glory that he, you know, he causes those things. Cause we know that that's not, not true. God, you know, every good and perfect gift is from God. And so but we know so, that you've also walked through challenges yourself. It's not always been, you know, peaches and cream for you guys. Um, you, you, you've had a little bit of a rocky past, uh, you know, maritally as well. Would you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So yeah, our marriage for the first several years was uh, maybe a hot mess would be an understatement. Um, Neither one of us come from a faith-based background. And so we grew up as uh, crazy achievers and very dependent on self. Of course, we didn't know any way, uh, any other way. That's just what we knew. And 
you know, me specifically, I uh, came from a broken home. Parents were divorced when I was quite young. Um, had a lot of issues just with mom being mom and dad uh, for three kids. And, you know, we grew up uh, pretty poor. Uh, I think my mom would say in poverty. And, and so, you know, there were a lot of issues, you know, that came alongside that. And so, um, you know, I just, one of my goals was I want to get the heck out of my house as soon as I possibly can. And so, you know, in my heart, I knew the harder that I worked, the quicker I could get out of the environment that I was living in. And so Tammy and I met in high school, we were high school sweethearts. We dated from like sophomore year, all the way through high school, never broke up, ended up going to the same college. We went to Butler university in Indianapolis, go dogs. Um, and so, uh, and, and we did, we, we got engaged as we were going into college, got married a year outside of college. We both were excellent students, very involved in Greek life and had lots of friends and quote unquote, seemed to be living the good life. Um, you know, I just want to take us back to where I started. Neither one of us had a faith foundation. We were operating in our own effort. We know what happens eventually when we operate, when we depend on self is we crash and burn. Mm -hmm. um, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, we, when I say we, I wanna be more specific. I, Brian, uh, just made a lot of dumb decisions um, in college, right outside of college, uh, was very disrespectful to Tammy in many different ways, steamroller when it came to making decisions together. There was no we in making decisions. It was, this is what I want, I, Brian, so this is what we're going to do. Um, that just never works out well. I feel like I could write the book to husbands on what not to do in a marriage uh, because I've probably done most of them. And so um, we got to the point where we were living in central Indiana at the time. Uh, I had a job opportunity that I really wanted in northern Indiana. I took it to Tammy. Tammy said, no, let's keep looking. I love my job. Yeah, she had a dream job in central Indiana. I'm like, no, we're going to northern Indiana. Um, and so I steamrolled her and we came up here and resentment started to build and I continued to make a lot of bad decisions and started, you know, I was working all the time, started an MBA, was not around at all for Tammy. Again, you know, this is all my, my success is dependent upon Brian. And uh, it got to the point where Tammy said, like, hey, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I said, what do you mean? Like, what are you like, be more specific? What can't you do? And she's like, us, like this marriage. And that was, that was a soft spot for me. That was like one of my greatest fear, fears, guys, seeing my parents and the destruction that their divorce caused within our family. That's something I never wanted to have to deal with in my own family. And, you know, it was like in that moment, uh, it was like, oh, my gosh, I've become my mom and my dad all over again. And so um, we that uh, that was the start of our faith journey. Um, and I'll hit the pause button because Tammy might want to chime in. What do you want to ask a question before I say anything else? No, keep going. No. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I was I was very miserable. I found myself thinking about taking my own life and it really, really scared me. I'd never 
ever would have thought I would be at that point. And I'd stopped eating again. I, it was bad. I had so much anxiety. I couldn't sleep at night. I was just miserable. And uh, when I went to Brian, he, he at first did not respond in kind in a way, like I thought, yeah, this isn't going to change. Like he's, there's nothing's going to change. And he just got mean. And I know now he was afraid. Um, so that's when I decided I'm just, I'm going to church. I don't know where else to go. I don't know what else to do. I tried losing weight. I tried money. I tried buying things that, like I tried all these other things. Mm. And honestly, I didn't know if I believed in God, I just, it seemed so far fetched. And I kind of felt like Christians were people who weren't able to make friends. And so they had to like join a club to be able to have friends. Like that's what my interpretation was. And so I, I told him, I said, I just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start going to church. And he said, Oh, you're going to, you know, be a Bible beater and start wearing granny panties and made fun of me. Mm-hmm. And that was really tough. I'd always wanted his approval. Like that was the thing that got us to this place was that I wanted his approval so badly that I would just bow down and do whatever he wanted. Well, I go to church and I immediately sign up for the class where you learn about like, just go right on in. I don't really do things half-heartedly. So it was like, we're not tiptoeing in the shallow end. Like, here we go. So that very first night, it was a four hour meeting with Chick-fil-A in the middle. And I gave my life to the Lord that night. It was May 1st, Mm -hmm. gave my life to the Lord. And it all escalated very quickly from there because then in August, they had an opportunity where you could declare your faith outwardly so that everyone in this huge congregation would see you crossing over on the stage. And, and I did that. Well, then September was baptism. So I tell him now, this is where we've been kind of like living separate. We start going to therapy. He's, he's come to church with me a few times, but he's not like doing all the things I'm doing that I am aware of. And so I, I just tell him like, just so you know, next weekend I'm getting baptized kind of more, just matter of fact, like, I don't know. I felt like I should tell him. I don't even know if I wanted to tell him. And he says, so am I. (laughs) And that's another time I heard from God because every ounce of me wanted to be like, what? You don't just go get baptized. Like this is not the drive-through. Like I'm gonna go grab a burger. So um, I really felt like the Lord said to me in that moment, "Don't talk. This is between He and I. Just don't say anything. Just hold your tongue." So I didn't. I didn't say anything. And uh, a week later, we were baptized together in the same pool, and it was. Uh, such a beautiful memory that we will always have and always treasure. And Brian later told me about some of the personal um, connections and time that he had spent with the Lord that unbeknownst to me, I didn't know about it. And um, I'm so glad that I was obedient and not saying something to him and not trying to demean his decision to get baptized. And, you know, we did get baptized together and it doesn't mean that everything went away like in that one day but we had hope. We were filled with hope and knowing that we trust and believe that God can, he's a God of miracles. Like if we're going to read the Bible and believe that it's true, he is a God of miracles. And so we're going to believe that he can work a miracle in us. And it took time and it took learning and 
we joined small groups and we were in couples small groups and I was in women's small groups and um but he did he did do it and it I mean it, it came not without frustration I'll never forget the time God I was playing that little roulette of the Bible where I just was like show me what I need to know like and I was asking a specific question about Brian and I open it up and it's like forgive not seven but 70 times seven and I'm like ah, I don't want to forgive he's the one that needs to he's the one that did all the stuff um but yeah it was it's a humbling journey and I think Brian and I both would say that when we realized that God's forgiveness was for us even amidst all of the sin and all of the depravity when when it was for us in that if we can accept his forgiveness and truly receive it then we can't not extend that to others because it would be like saying that, well, ours wasn't that bad. And it's like, no, God doesn't see us. Like he sees it all the same and your sin is the same as your sin and and he's covered it all. Mm -hmm. So that was huge for our transformation. Wow. So powerful. So powerful. Can I add one or two more things on it? Absolutely. I think that would be helpful. So uh, Tam and I, uh, there was a season as, um, you know, she had come to me and said, Hey, like, I can't do this anymore. We had gone through counseling and we would go to counseling and we would walk out more frustrated, more angry than when we went in. And so like, we would go in hopeful, we would come out like, Oh my gosh, is this going to work? It was good because we were forced to work through a lot of issues, but we just didn't know it at the time. And the, the cool thing that was going on behind the scenes uh, that Tammy started to allude to is that um, we were living in the same house, but on separate floors. So Tammy was on the main level. I'm upstairs. We weren't really having any interaction. We were trying to create boundaries. Tammy was trying to create some boundaries to protect herself. I would just come in and test those boundaries nonstop. Um, it was a very scary, fearful time, I think, for both of us especially me, but what Tammy didn't know is that I had started my own journey with the Lord at this point in time. And so I hadn't shared that with her. As a matter of fact, I hadn't shared it with anyone. Um, I was devastated thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to get divorced. I just thought that's where she was based on kind of what she communicated. We weren't really living together. We were separated. And so guys, I remember this so vividly as though it happened this morning where I'm down on my knees, like I'm six years old again, I'm bawling. I'm like a kid just like shaking, convulsing, snots coming out of my nose. Uh, I mean, if somebody would have been in the house, they would have been like, is there, you know, is an animal dying or like, what's going on here? Like it was, uh, it was one of these moments where I said, Lord, if you're real, show me. And if you show me you're real, I will follow you all the days of my life. And he showed up, he showed up in a and only the way that God can, and, you know, I'm shivering, I'm cold, I'm crying, I sound like a blubbery mess, and I sense as though God took like an electric, warm, fluffy blanket, just wrapped it around me, and said the only words that I needed to hear in that moment, and those words were, it will be okay. Mm. 
And it's almost as though I knew exactly what that meant with, without him having to paint a picture for what I was going to end up walking through to get to the end of the tunnel of it will be okay. But just literally those words, it will be okay, brought such peace to my heart that I'd never experienced before, immediately stopped crying and just felt the warmth of God. And I thought, he's real, like God is real. And that was probably 12, 13, yeah, 2007. So what's that, uh, 13, 14 years ago, somewhere around there. Uh, that was 14 years ago. And so that started a journey for both of us, where as teammate mentioned earlier, uh, we don't tend to dip our toes in the water. If we're in, we're all in. And we have just this ferocious appetite for God, for his word. And I always know that God has a sense of humor by the fact that he has us now walking with other couples and talking about our marriage. Uh, because, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 years ago, oh my goodness. We were as the, the biggest mess you've ever seen. And I love through all that, those challenges, through those different, you know, just disappointments, frustration, that anger and all that, you would, you would each get these respective words from God. You would hear God. It will be okay. And listeners, that, that's a word for you. God, God is with you. He's, he's saying it will be okay. Trust him. Listen to him. And, you know, he will guide you through that. He gives wisdom when we ask for it. James tells us that. And so um, I love how you, you're you so open and you're, you're willing to share, you know, that, boy, you were on the brinks. You were, you were separating. You were, you were living on different floors. You were, you know, you were done. And yet you kept on getting those words and, and, and God did not, he saw you through, he didn't leave you through those times. And now fast forward you have taken those experiences and now combine them into a book called I am listening, hearing God, a 40 day devotional uh, journal for hearing God. And so tell us how you, you went from splitting nearly living on different floors and just being done and, and to writing a journal called I am listening and, and hearing God. Tell us that, about that. Yeah. So you know, it's been a one step at a time journey, just like how we get anywhere is just one step at a time. And, um, you know, just that obedience of when, when you are hearing from the Lord, uh, continuing to take action and continuing to take steps, even when it doesn't make sense. So, uh, it was four years ago that we both felt the call in our heart that the Lord was asking us to, um, expand our be present studio community into another community. And when we said yes to that, and we, we started, you know, buying the properties and doing all of this, it was incredibly difficult. It was one of those things where we have to know that when we're operating in the spirit, it does not mean that it's going to be comfortable in the flesh. And it does not mean that it's going to feel good and that everything's going to just line up. And I think that sometimes we can say, oh, it must be God. Everything's lining up. And that's not really been a lot of our experience. Sometimes it might be that way for people. Um, but for us, it was, you know, okay, now we're, we're going to start spending, splitting our time in another community. Well, guess what? The community that we've been available to, that we've been pouring into, that we've been doing small groups with and all, 
they're they're not really liking this because now we're not going to be so available and it was very painful relationally when we started going to this new location very painful so i found myself on the floor once again crying and like lord you brought us here like why are we here and you know i'm like just it was so confusing it felt confusing but he's not a god of confusion so i'm like lord give me give me clarity so in spending time with him that is where the guided journal practice so the i there's two resources actually so the i am listening guided journal that grew out of a time where as I was really broken and hurting and asking the Lord, like, why and what and all of these things, he guided me. He reminded me that several years ago when I felt like I was stuck, I started doing this quiet time with him where I, this interactive where I wouldn't just talk, 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 talk. And then like, now we're done. But where I would actually intently like, listen and ask him questions and listen and ask him questions and listen. So I started doing that again and I started getting peace right away. I started having peace. So I start using these prompts and this prayer time with him, this guided prayer time. Well, then I'm mentoring a few women that I am like, oh, I think they might like this. So I share these prompts with them and they are like, oh, this is amazing. And then one of them said, you're going to make, you are going to make a book out of this. Aren't you, Tammy? More people need this. And I was like, um, let me ask God, God, are we going to make a book out of this? I don't know. So that's how the guided journal started. It was my own wrestling and my own practice with him sharing it with others. And then, okay. Yeah, we're doing this. And honestly, I wanted a bound copy for my own self because I was using it and it was bringing freedom. Um, but then after that came the I Am Listening 40-Day Devotional. And the devotional was such an act of obedience. And yet it was also super fun. And God was just giving me this to, um, you know, he would help me to see just the the lives, like who's going to pick this up and who's going to to read it because I'm a pretty active person. So sitting down to write all the time can be really challenging. So when the Lord is, you know, showing me, no, this is the why, this is the purpose, you know, this is why I'm having you do this, then that helped me to be able to sit my booty down and to do the writing. But um, since the, the, so the devotional came out during quarantine. So um, it, it came out during quarantine, which is an interesting time to to put a product out into the world and everyone's overwhelmed with everything going on. Um, but I've been able to lead several different studies now through to the, through the devotional. And um, still, I just believe God is showing me that there's way more lives that he wants to reach with that. But it is, it talks about people pleasing and setting boundaries and um, just the ways that, that following God and hearing from him, what that's like. And, and the devotional is, it's, fully based on scripture. So always getting you in the truth and ask questions so that it's getting you to have that guided time of listening to the Holy spirit. So it's been, it's been a gift. It ministers to me every time I read it, it ministers to me, even though I've read it a million times. So that's how I know like the Holy spirit is in that. Cause it's, it's definitely not just my own doing. That's for sure. That's great. Wow. I, I just kind of circle back to, so much of what we go through can be encouraging to others. Mm -hmm. You know, so much of what we encounter in life, those challenges. And again, uh, you know, we don't believe that God gives us all these different challenges and orchestrates, you know, 
pain or whatever to teach us something in in life. But if we're willing to, to, to open ourselves up and to be willing to share our stories and to allow what we go through to encourage others, it can be so freeing to so many people. But you know, we have to be willing. We have to say yes. And and I love how your heart was, God, like, are we doing this? Like, should we do this? And, you know, you asked God and he said yes. And and now we have, a, you know, a devotional, especially right now um, or, or, you know, during the COVID season that, you know, p- people need to be hearing from God. People are there. They, you know, we're, we're forced to be still. We're forced to be to a degree, you know, isolated. And what better time to be going through and hearing God? Well, God, what is, what is this next season as, as the world begins to open, as we, you know, the begin to transition to whatever new normal is, God, what do you have for me in this new season? And we need, we need to get a clear word from God. And, and this is a, a, what a foundational and what a timely tool for people to, to be using uh, during this time. It's amazing. Great. Thank you. So, you know, how, how has COVID affected your business? Because we know that it's been, you know, altering for so many businesses, particularly in the the health and wellness space, because we can't, you know, we can't go and be around people. And, and for so long, it was just shut down. And so as, as leaders, as business owners, and people that are encouraging others, how do you, how do you keep yourself encouraged during those times where they're saying, you know what, you can't operate your business. You can't invite people and in. you can't encourage others right now. How did you as business owners and leaders move forward and, and keep yourself in good spirits and keep moving forward yourself so that you could kind of continue to move your business forward and, and, you know, by, you know, by that same effect, other people into, you know, their, their goals and, and their ambitions and in their dreams. Yeah. So uh, the simple answer is we spent a lot of time with the Lord. Uh, mm. So our business uh, was absolutely decimated, uh, being forced to shut down entirely for about 10 to 12 weeks. Um, and then when we opened back up, having to keep people spaced out six feet apart, that takes our capacity and dwindles it down to roughly about, we can use about 30% of our space. Wow. Um, businesses aren't created to run at 30% capacity mm-hmm. uh, for any level of time, especially we're now you know into a year beyond a year. So that's created some really interesting challenges. Uh, we lost about 50% of our, we call our clients bar beauties. We lost about 50 to 60% of our bar beauties uh, pretty quick. Um, we lost about 50 to 60% of our team very rapidly uh, as we got into COVID. And as we learned out, more, we, when I say we, meaning, you know, the world learned more information. Uh, people were just very uncomfortable you know, working out in an environment in a group type environment, smaller spaces, closer quarters, even being spaced out six feet apart. Uh, there was a lot of discomfort about that. And so uh, we, we made the decision we were going to honor people through that. That's what we as believers do, regardless of where people stand on this. We decided we're going to love people. And so, you know, we have a principle that we love people when they come and we love people when they go. And so uh, we got to not only talk the talk, but actually put that into action. Um, and so we lost a lot of people that we love. We've invested a lot of time and energy in, and we miss them dearly. And so 
um, what Tammy and I have done is, you know, and I'm so thankful that we learned how to do this over a decade ago, is that we encourage ourselves by spending time in the word, by listening to worship music, uh, music by listening to God. You know, I use, so we were just talking about the, the I am listening guided journal. Um, I use that almost daily. I'm on my third version of it right now. And it's just a beautiful time. First thing in the morning, I'm listening to a little bit of worship music, music, and um, I get going in the journal and, you know, I start writing things down that I'm hearing from the Lord. And it just really sets my day up, regardless of what's going on on the external. I always want to make sure that internally my heart is just encouraged by the Lord. And for me, one of the easiest ways to do that is just to, to, to read his word, to speak as well. I love to like read his word out loud. And then I love to just teach myself on the word. So like, I'll just teach a little message to just me and, you know, God, nobody else is in the room uh, just to see if I fully understand it or not. And those types of things are just really encouraging to me. Something we found ourselves doing was just checking in our team uh, probably more regularly than we had pre-COVID. Just, hey, how are you doing with all this? And initially, you know, made a lot of phone calls. Nobody answered our phone calls. And, you know, nobody called back because I think everybody was like freaked out. Um, and so we just had to be gracious with others, be gracious with ourselves, knowing that there's no playbook as an entrepreneur and business owner for what we're going through. So let's have grace for everybody involved. Um, uh, and, and, you know, uh, we'll all get through this together. And so it would be so easy. I think about, you know, Matthew 633 and some of the verses before 633 and some of the verses after about, you know, uh, we were being not just we, but everybody was being hard pressed on all sides and, you know, Paul talks about that in first and second Corinthians. And when we're hard pressed on all sides, when we're crushed and squeezed, we find out really quick what's going on on the inside of us. And I think if we're paying any attention to what's going on in the world right now, uh, I think we all have some heart work to do. And so, um, you know, that's something that Tammy and I have been spending a lot of time on. And, I, I, you know, getting back to Matthew, the book of Matthew in the Bible you know, he, uh, Jesus talks a lot about why are we worrying about, you know, the clothes that we'll wear, the food that we'll eat, you know, all the daily worries that we typically have. You know, if we put that into COVID context, you know, you can amplify that tenfold. Um, but, you know, what's interesting, guys, is that I don't know that Tammy and I ever really like worried or were anxious through any of this um, because we knew that ultimately at the end of the day, so much is out of our control and how the world responds to this, how our bar beauties responds to this, how our team responds to this. But what we can do is trust God. If anything, we learned how to trust God deeper through COVID than we ever have pre-COVID. And so in many ways, you know, I'm thankful for, for what we've gone through over the last year. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would say that, um, I, it was hard to, it's hard to miss your people. It's really hard to not be around the people that you've been in relationship with. It's hard to not have childcare open and you're not going to see the kids and losing over half the team. I mean, that was, that's the hardest part. 
it's been hard to see people that I love so much be so afraid and have so much fear. That's been hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not been anything but trusting the Lord though, through this all. I, and I just pray that he equips us to be the leaders that steward well, whatever today we have to, to steward, but that, um, you know, whatever team it is, we do get to lead and whoever it is that does come through the doors that we would get just as excited about four people coming as we did when we had 37 people coming. And, you know, I, so that has been a part of that journey. I will tell you this though, this is pretty fun and um, yeah, pretty cool. So at the end of 2019 in December, I was preparing to start reading Luke and one chapter a day leading up to Christmas, doing the Advent. And I had done that before the year before on my own. And I remembered when I did it thinking this would be really fun to invite people into like that would be enjoyable. So in 2019, at the start of December, I just hopped online and just invited anyone who wanted to join. I was going to share one chapter a week, or I mean a day, one chapter a day, do it live on Facebook. And I, there was, there were so many people who were joining in, who were so grateful and just had never really gone into scripture like that. And were really enjoying it. People who maybe didn't go to church or, you know, that sort of thing. And so, so I got through doing this in December, just having a blast. And then I felt like I was like, Lord, are we, are we stopping now? I don't know. And, and other people were saying, don't stop when Luke is over, like, don't stop at Christmas. So started out, just kept going for an entire over, over a year. So how cool that all of 2020, I showed up every single day, God had me every single day teaching. It was new Testament. I just went, okay, now let's go back to Matthew, Mark. Okay. John. And we just went through the entire New Testament, sharing, sharing, sharing. I didn't get through one chapter every day. I decided to give myself a break. Some chapters you need more than one day. So um, it was just, it was just a gift. It was a gift to me. I believe it was a gift to many others. And, and that continued all the way up until this past January, January, 2021. And then um, God did ask me, he has me writing, I'm starting a new book. I'm writing our, our story. I'm writing our story, our marriage story. And um, when I do the videos and the teaching, it, it takes a significant amount of time. And so I've, I've stepped back from the video every single day, but um, I do feel like he's going to have me start doing some like pop-ups like once a week or something, but that was a gift for me. Like, cause not only am I being challenged in COVID, but the loss of all these relationships and the things with our business, but I need to show up and, and represent Christ. Well, like, here we go. And honestly, that was just like, oh, I'm just eating a bunch of truth. And now I'm sharing it with everyone else. That was probably definitely like, a, I mean, a lifeline for me throughout 2020 to be doing that. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. I just, I, I so much love all that both of you just shared and, um, yeah, it's just incredible how God set, you know, set that up ahead of time, you know, and I wanted to add to just that faith over fear, you know, there's just so much like, um, just so much richness and what you guys shared in that testimony of, you know, we never really worried, you know, that's not common, 
But what you did do was just spend time with God, spend time in his word, doing the journaling, you know, and just the Holy Spirit was present, is present during those times. And I just, I think listeners, you know, open your Bibles, you know, God will speak to you as well. And his word does not return void. So um, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Because again, COVID has changed so much for a lot of people. And people need to hear that, that God is for them. He is with them. He is trustworthy and he is faithful. Yeah. Not many business owners and people can say our business was just decimated quote and say, we weren't, we weren't that worried. We, we, we kept, we kept moving forward. We kept relying on God. And, you know, we, at the end, you know, you were talking about uh, Matthew 6, 6.33, and, you know, he ends, Jesus ends that whole kind of parable of the mountain, and he says, you know, look, you can build your, your life on two different things. You can build it on sand, and you can build it on rock. And one, you know, you can build it on the sand, but, man, when stuff like COVID and things come, it's just going to collapse. But if you build your business and you build your life on this rock, man, it's just going to keep going. And I'm going to, I'm going to set you in a place that you're doing things already three months, four months before all the stuff comes into play. You're already in a place doing things because you listen to me and I'm preparing you for it. And you're going to just ease and transition and move and you're going to have your being and you're going to be a voice of encouragement. And yet it, you will walk through challenges, but man, we are going to get through this and we're going to be stronger. And I, and the, the other, uh, the other theme I just kept on hearing is just so how you were so others focused mm -hmm. because you know, so many times when we go through hard times, it is just me, 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 me. And that's our culture. And that's just how we've learned. And that's just media. And that's our marketing is how, you know, you deserve this and you deserve that. And, you know, that's, that's a lot, you know, there, there is a, you know, we do need to love ourselves. God says, you know, we need to love our others as we love ourselves. And so there is a, there is a, you know, a time where we need to put that mask on first, like in a plane, if you're experiencing turbulence, but you know, so you have to, you know, respect those times, but so much of our healing process comes from when we take off our own kind of selfish lenses and we begin to look at other people and we say, how can I help you? What do you need? And, you know, and I think that that, sh I think so many people get locked up, they get because, you know, we go do counseling, and we go through all this stuff. And it's so you centric. And I think there's, there's arguably such a huge part of, of the healing process that says, you know what, I'm, I'm moving forward, you know, I've done as much hard work, I've done what I can. Now, the only thing I can do is move forward to step into the next thing and, and to continue on and keep living life and not allow this pain and the suffering, this, all these challenges continue to wreck or decimate my life. So I love that, you know, you know, and, and we have a couple more kind of short questions, but man, you know, so many couples just, it's challenging sometimes even just being with each other, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock after work and things, you know, um, I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but you know, you guys are together so many, so many times during the day, you're doing business, you're doing ministry together. And, you know, what would you say to people, you know, who are thinking about trying to do business and, or trying to do a ministry or trying to do something together? What are some of the key takeaways or what, you know, what are some of the kind of the, the biggest 
you know, challenges that you kind of have come across and what are some of the biggest ways that you have, you've been able to find success in doing that together and doing it well? I would say that you need to have a clear understanding of your and one another's learning styles because I like quiet and need time to be, I need to be able to think and I need time to make decisions and to process where Brian's way more impulsive and he likes to do his stuff at a, at a cafe and have noise and he wants to listen to music. So knowing that and being able to create a schedule where you can each have what it is that you're needing to help you be in that flow, but yet also, okay. And then when are we gathering together and where are we going to meet so that we both can concentrate and how are we going to meet one another, um, you know, in those, in those ways, that was a learning curve for us, for sure. Uh, the other one would definitely be boundaries. And you can speak to that one as far as boundaries on work versus um, like constantly talking about it all the time. Do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's one of the biggest challenges. I suspect maybe you guys have uh, walked through that uh, in many cases too, where when you are doing ministry together, when you work together and running a business together, uh, you know, you're sharing life and friendships uh, together. Work can be, just at the forefront of every conversation that you have. And oftentimes it, you know, it's, it's typically about, you know, moving things forward, impacting more people, loving on people more. So it seems and sounds godly and lovely. And it is in many ways, but it can totally consume um, your relationship to where you forget to focus on one another as a marriage in unity with Christ. And so, you know, we've had to learn how to do that the hard way. I think we both started to notice that most of our conversations around a meal, or if we're just doing a date night or a date day or a date weekend, or if we're traveling, it was always about Be Present Studio. And I don't remember if it was both of us or one of us were like, all right, this has to stop. And so um, we've started to create some boundaries of scheduled meetings throughout the week where that's when we talk about, you know, work things. Um, yeah. and, and outside of that, like we just, we, we try not to, it doesn't mean we always, no. you know, do it perfectly. Sometimes it does pop up or, you know, we've said, you know, Brian will say, don't, don't come to me after this such time. Like then my work hat is off doesn't mean that I never forget that or I don't sometimes oh and when you're a business owner there are emergencies and there are things that pop up and you know we both honor the sabbath on sunday is is the primary way that that we do that and this past sunday there were a bunch of emergency things and he's like oh this is not how i wanted to start my sunday morning with helping you know put out all these fires at the studio but he was able to like, okay, recenter. Like, it doesn't mean that the whole day has to be now, like all this stuff with the studio, but also respecting one another's no. So there've been times where he's done this. There've been times where I've done this, where I am like, okay, I've put that away. I'm preparing for bed. Even I might be preparing for bed, winding down. And he's like, oh, wait, what did you? And I'm like, nope, not tonight. We can talk about it tomorrow and honoring and respecting that. And truly, I think a, a big area of growth for us over the years has been realizing that not everything is an emergency, even when it feels like it can't, no, it's really not. 
it's really actually not an emergency. And even though there have been people who have been mad or frustrated when I take, you know, my time off of my social media and my phone on Sunday, and then I didn't get back to them for, you know, heaven forbid, 16 hours or something. And they might, it's like, well, that's just, you know, their expectation that I never promised ever that I was going to live up to that, you know, and that I have freedom in knowing that when I'm doing what God's asking me to do, that he will take, you know, if someone else is frustrated, I'll pray through that. And if, I mean, that just exposes the other person's heart, you know, so that has been helpful for us. The, the other thing I would add to that guys is honoring, encouraging how we're different from one another. Tam and I share a lot of similarities in many areas, but we're also different in a lot of areas. And I think at first that was hard for us to figure out how to navigate through it. It's almost like we wanted one another to be more like us versus, you know, who God created them to be. And so uh, I, I'm an Enneagram seven. I, you know, I, I tend to like being the center of attention, not proud of that. Um, it is what it is. And so, um, you know, the, the saying is, is that the most annoying person in the room is an unrefined Enneagram seven. And so I've kind of had to learn um, that, uh, the, the differences between Tammy and I, and there are times where it's very appropriate for me to remove myself from being in the spotlight and going, this isn't where I'm supposed to be right now. Like as much as my flesh wants to be in that, like, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And Tammy's an Enneagram one. She tends to, you know, uh, be challenged with some perfectionism and those types of things. And so, uh, my Enneagram seven, I love to kind of pick at her and give her a hard time and be very playful. And sometimes I can cross the line. And so, you know, one of the things that's so beautiful about the way that Tammy is wired, and it's taken me a long time to appreciate and understand this, is that she's a planner. She loves to plan out every single detail. She really thinks things through before she commits to that. I'm the exact opposite. I overcommit, I triple commit, and I'm just, you know, if it's around people and people that I love, let's do it. I don't even have to think about it. And, the, and Tammy will say, well, did you look at your calendar? No, but I'm sure it's all good. And then I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh man, I'm already triple booked. And so in, 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 in embracing, you know, what's different, unique about her, I've actually learned a lot about some of my flaws and weaknesses and I get to encourage her in that and thank her for showing me like what, a, what it looks like to like actually think before, you know, take an action. From a fellow uh, Enneagram sevener, I understand what you're, what you're saying. So absolutely. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, Hey, you know, what, you know, what final piece of wisdom could you leave with, with the listener who is, who's like, you know, I'm ready to live the mission in my life and I'm willing to make those physical, emotional, and spiritual changes in order to move forward. What, how would you encourage them to do that? Yeah. Um, I can, I would say that <laughs> don't buy into so much of what is out there that you have to know like your 10-year plan and your five-year plan. Um, nothing's wrong with setting goals and, and having a general direction. Um, but I have found the most freedom and the most fruit in daily 
checking in with the Lord. Lord, what is the priority today? What is our priority today? And, and it might be the evening before. Okay, Lord, what is tomorrow looking like? But even that day, though, because things change. And, you know, it might be that, you know, you're, you can get so ambitious and like task oriented in these things. And like, that's going to move the needle with, you know, missionally and sharing Jesus. But if it, it's like, you know, if you walk right by the sick man, you know, versus helping him up. I, I just think that we, we miss it, you know, we miss it. So for me, it would be the, the being willing to as much, and I'm the planner saying this, <laughs> being willing to not be so married to long-term plans that you can daily be hearing from the Lord that you, it's that daily bread that we are promised, not mm-hmm. the bread for a month. We don't get to store up manna and like, it's not going to go bad. That's not how it works. Like we get to go to him for our daily bread. And then the one other thing I would say too, is um, earlier, as we were talking, I got this very clear vision and I hadn't really seen it like this before. It was something you were saying, Dan, is um, I believe 2020, the the way that we were able to be decimated with our business, with our livelihood, hundred percent of our finances were coming through this business is really like David and Goliath. It was a David and Goliath moment to go, okay, COVID is Goliath. COVID is ugly. COVID is gnarly. COVID is snorting up a storm and everyone's afraid of it. No one wants to face it. No one wants to fight it, but we are going, oh, but God was with me with the bear. God was with me over here. Like we're fine. Like we're going to be fine. So just to, to not show, um, you know, God, how big your problems are. But to show any challenges that come up, any of those problems, how big your God is. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. Absolutely. Amen. That's good, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think two things. One, uh, I had mentioned Matthew 6, 33 earlier. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all else will be added unto you. That's a verse for me. As I started to get to know the Lord, uh, it was transformational because I had spent my entire life seeking everything else, predominantly money and finances, thinking I would get my security through that. And then once I got money and finances, I realized I still didn't have the security that I thought I once wanted, needed, and desired. And so there was always a void in my heart, in my life. I always had to be chasing something until God started to teach me, you know, the meaning behind Matthew 6.33. And so I think, I don't think, I know that if we truly seek first God, what we seek first orders the rest of our life. And so if I seek God first, everything else will revolve around that and not just revolve around it. We can include it in that. You know, I think about maybe some families Um, some parents that might be listening to this podcast. And, you know, so often families will come to us where maybe it's a stay-at-home mom and a a working dad, or maybe the roles are, you know, flip-flop where it's a stay-at-home dad and a working mom. And, you know, they're like, well, you know, how can we do this, you know, missional thing? And it's like, 
start with your family. What do you have that you can turn over to God um, and he'll work with it? It doesn't matter if you, you know, have five dollars or if you have five hours a week that you can give. What do you have that you're willing to turn over to the Lord and let him work with it? And that's us starting in the basement of our home. Okay, Lord, you know, our, our finances weren't, you know, we weren't millionaires. It's like we, we have a basement that's unfinished. We could, you know, it's not the most lovely place to start a business or to do a small group in a fitness class, but this is what we have right now. And so we'll turn this over to you. It's yours anyway. And let's see what you do with it. And that's where it starts. So good. Listeners, did you catch that? Seek first the kingdom. And every day, like John tells us, abide. Mm-hmm. Abide in his presence. Abide in him and get that daily bread, get that sustenance. Because, you know, we can we can kind of toil, we can work all day and we can accomplish the checklist. We can do all that. But at the end of the day, are we closer to God? Are we fellowshipping with him? Are we missing out on that abundant life that God promises us because we're just, we're striving? And I know that that's something I you know, I struggle with, you know, at times as well. Um, I think we all could kind of get into that sort of, you know, just sort of hamster wheel sort of activity. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. And we got to, you know, abide that's that in and listen. I love that. I am listening. And so, wow. How, how can listeners connect with you? Do you have a website? Do you have uh, kind of social media handles? How can people uh, that want to know more about you guys connect with you? Yeah, mine's pretty simple because I'm Tammy Weissweaver on Instagram, Tammy Weissweaver on Facebook, TammyWeissweaver.com is my website and all of the resources there, the devotional, the journal, um, those are there. And then Be Present Studio would be for the business. And then Brian's simple too. Yeah, mine mine are super easy too. It's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Weissweaver, W-E-I-S, and then Weaver on Facebook, Instagram. Um, and then our online fitness platform is baronondemand.com, B-A-R-R-E, ondemand.com. And that's a way for those who are wanting to work out from home. It's a really phenomenal resource. You can take uh, classes with Tammy and with other amazing bartenders. Yeah, we have kids classes on there too. And even like a Bible study workout that's on there. So, and you can do that from anywhere, anytime of day amazing awesome as always listeners we'll have those uh those uh in the show notes brian tammy what a blessing what an encouragement Mm -hmm. to spend some time with you guys today thank you so much for being on the show such an honor it's a pleasure we appreciate you guys thank you